Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of Stuck in the Central Hockey Talk podcast. I'm your host, Avs Rich. I'm joined with Hawk Tim. Uh, today, we probably won't have Wild Tim. Is that correct? Doesn't sound like it right now. He might make a quick uh, drop in appearance towards the end, but uh, wouldn't wouldn't keep up our hopes right now, unfortunately. Yeah, if he if he pops any pops, we always, in, hate, we always hate not to have him though. Yeah, of course. Um, so today, um, I guess I'll start off with a fun question. This one's really there. We go. Um, I need this after yesterday. So you have five fingers on one hand. Is that correct? You didn't miss. You're not missing one from a bizarre accident. All right. So with five fingers, you have the ability to pour five different beverages out of your fingers. I don't know if I've asked you this one before, but I've been stuck on it. This is so funny. So you're able to pour here. I'll use my example. Water. Okay. um, Like a cold brew or something. Coffee doesn't need to be cold or iced coffee. Okay. Uh, Okay. A whiskey, a cola for my whiskey. And then uh, maybe like a juice. Maybe I'll go with like a, an orange okay. or something. So you're able now, to pour it out now, anytime you want. Okay, let me ask you this. So do drinks still exist? Can I get them anywhere else? Um, yeah, so like you could buy a water. You could buy – I can just drink whenever I want to. Yeah, basically you're like, oh, man, I'm thirsty. Okay, so I'll get, I'll get the easy one off the bat. I, I'd say water. Yeah. Just like you. Okay. Uh, next one, Red Bull, because I live off a of Red Bull. It's just, that's my life force. Is this, uh, is this a blue Red Bull? Is this a, what kind of Red Bull are we talking about? Yep. The original, the, original. the OG. Not the, always the OG. Not the low sugar or whatever one, the light blue. Always the OG. Oh, oh low sugar. Oh, God, that's just like, that's just carbonated water pretending to be Red Bull. So now, uh, too. Uh, this one, I'm going to go with uh, ginger ale. That's like my only soda that I drink anymore is ginger ale. Yeah, I don't really drink soda. Um, yeah. That, like, and even if, I, even if I do, I'll have like one a day because like just, just after I eat a meal, it helps digest and whatnot. Yeah. And then just because we had the, the mention of alcohol, um, Which Guinness. Yeah, Guinness, because fucking A, I, I love Guinness. That's my favorite beer, like, without even, like, thinking about it. And then the last one, and this is the one that actually you – I'm glad you asked this question because I have to think about it for a second. It's either going to be some kind of a red wine because I love drinking red wine. Uh, I have a heart condition that runs through my family, so it's good for my heart and whatnot. Or or um, Johnny Walker uh, uh, whiskey uh, – scotch, I should say. Nice. So if I were to, if I were to really kind of crunch down and say it, I would probably say Johnny Walker probably, and now, it doesn't really matter which label. All of them are good. <laughs> now, which would it, does does it matter which finger? Would you want the the pointer finger to be you know the Johnny Walker just so you could you know make it look cool, or you want the? So whenever I think of whenever I think of the pointing finger, it's the it's the hey, get up and go kind of finger. Yeah. That's why Red Bull's on that finger. Okay. Got to keep Red Bull on that finger. Okay. <laughs> also, if you uh, notice the old the throwback, looks good. Looks good. We'll be getting into some uh, throwback talk on the show. 
together. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, I like, how it's becoming, I like how it's becoming universal. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, I like Vegas. This, uh, they I look stupid, stupid though. I know. Well, okay. <laughs> Uh, so let's start off with uh, free agents still available. There's a handful of names. I have I, I have my notes I have my notes ready. You want me to pull them up? Yeah. Do you want to do it like you know top ones first? We'll just go down. We'll just, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go down the list like this. I'm gonna go with the. I'll go with the top thirty names on the list, and then you can tell me if you want to go any further. Okay. All right. Because we do have, like, even beyond the top three, they're, they're, I, I organized them by salary, their previous yeah. cap hit. So if you want to go any further than that, we'll, we'll, we'll adjust accordingly, okay? Of course. When we start so if you have any comments, by all means, just, yeah, any comments you want to make, just, just right off the cuff, go ahead. So now, our most, uh, right off the bat, our most expensive uh, previous uh, player on free agency right now at number one, you'd be surprised, probably Corey Schneider. I have a feeling that he ain't gonna make anywhere close to that six million he used to be making. No, I'm just saying. No, he's a most he's certainly a will not. Um, number he'll, two, he'll, he'll get a contract. I mean, so well, the theme with a lot of these guys, and I think we talked about this in the last podcast, was I wonder if we will see a bunch of PTOs given to these. Yep. So these yep, names that's what you've been saying all week. In. So if say Corey yep. Schneider might get a PTO with like the Blackhawks or something, I'm just using that as an example. But uh, we're not going to see many guys be going to Europe because they're they're already kind of starting up and they're kind of already jammed. We'll get we'll get to the Hawks and I'll I'll tell you why I don't think that's even gonna be a discussion as to happening. But we'll get to that later. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Corey Schneider. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He had an 887 save percentage this year. Not not a great look. No, but, I mean, uh, you're also on the Devils, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, All right, so number two. Story real quick before we go on. Uh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. Our friend uh, Wild Tim, I think he would have brought this up if uh, he was on. But he, uh, he actually uh, – yeah, there's a site on eBay where uh, you can get these $40 jerseys from, like, you know, like a, a normal modern jersey, like a real jersey, but – you get a player who's been off the team already for like a year or two. So you could find like oh, sure. Asney, like Colorado jerseys or like, uh, you know, like uh, Patrick Sharp Hawk jerseys. He actually bought sure. a uh, Yager Devils jersey. And uh, it finally came a week later. He opened it up. And this was about three years ago. It was three, four yeah. years ago. It was a Corey Schneider Devils jersey when he was starting. So like a legit, like, 100 200 plus dollar jersey for 40 dollars and so he's wow. like what the hell is this and uh basically he wore it a lot until uh we were grilling and he burned himself and then the top of the grill flew off and just made a nice little like a uh, burger uh mark on his fucking jersey so it kind of ruined it but uh, yeah, he actually Ooh. gave me that jersey, I think, a year ago. And he said, hey, if you could get it cleaned, you know, wear it, whatever. I still have to get it cleaned, but it's oh a great devil jersey. Corey Schneider. Oh, man, I feel bad for Tim now. I know. Oh, a, not God. a good one. All right, well. All right, next guy. We'll move on number, yeah, we'll move on to number two. And we'll move on to one of uh, uh, Tim's favorite players from uh, days gone by. Breaking uh, news, Mikhail this is not really that huge of news, but uh, 
Chris Russell has extended one year with the Edmonton Oilers for $1.25 million. You know what that tells me? What? That's, uh, what? that's called Seattle bait. So maybe Clefbaum might be out the rest of the year too. I got a question. Is Adam Larson really been that good for them? No. He was supposed to be the next um, Victor Hedman type, and he just never Ooh, really – Adam Larson or Chris yeah. Russell? Adam Larson. Fuck off. No. He was. It's part of my language. It's co- I mean, you always hear these funny comparables like, oh, this guy's an next Ovechkin or this guy. You, know okay, you know, maybe I should be careful what I say right there because Owen Power in the next is in the next draft is being compared to uh, Victor Hedman right now. And Jesus Christ, you ever seen him when he plays for the Steel? He's really good. Merciful God, is he is he good? Oh man! But you know what? I'm sure Adam Larson was the same, so I can't really People love comment. So. You're right. You're right. And and I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember how much a comparable drove me nuts at last year's draft? Yeah. Believe me, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, next on our free agent list, we have Mikael Granlin, one of Wild Tim's favorites from days gone by. Uh, I'm really surprised this guy doesn't have a contract yet. To be honest with you, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna lump him in with number three. Actually, if you don't mind, Mikael Granlin and Mike Hoffman. Yeah. I'm surprised neither one of these guys have contracts yet. I really, really am, even at full value. So with those two names and even like a couple other names we'll get into, I wonder if they do have deals um, like ready and waiting. They could just sign it whenever. But they're kind of just waiting for a team to be like, oh, shoot, this guy got hurt. This guy needs surgery. We're going to give you the extra one, two million. And I don't think any of those guys oh. at this point are taking more than two years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't at this point, there's, there's way too much uncertainty right now. The only people I'd actually give, uh, I mean, if I was a UFA, I wouldn't take more than two years right now, but if I'm like an R like if I'm Sorelli or, uh, Chernak or, uh, Sergachev down in, in Tampa, fuck, I don't want to leave Tampa. <laughs> if I got a bridge to make, if I have to bridge to a long-term deal, then I'll do it. But yeah, UFAs right now, Definitely no reason to right now. But both of those guys, consistent uh, scores. Mike Hoffman's case, he's a 60-point easy a year. Yeah. Granlin's kind of slowed down a little bit. But like Wild Tim likes to say, he's like a freaking uh, – he's like a honey badger, dude. He just goes right in the into the corners and always knows how to, you know, go in face first with the uh, aggression. So, yeah, and you know, maybe, not much maybe like about either one of them. Uh, I don't think his style – really fit in Nashville. I don't think really any forward styles uh, no. flourish in Nashville. So I just, you know what it is? You, you know what it is? You know how we you know how we always kind of get on Gerard Gallant sometimes? Mm-hmm. At least I know you do. Like me, I, I do still like Gerard Gallant. I do see what you mean when you say his shtick dies off after like two and a half to three years. Three years. Maybe Laviolette kind of has that too, but it lasts more like five years. Yeah, it's more uh, – it's able to last five years, but you're not getting the best um, result from it really any any year. Lobby, let's really coach with uh, – And the hardest thing about that is I can't I can't not call him a winner, Lobby, because he won a cup. Yeah. But, man, he won it, he won it with Carolina – for Christ's sakes! Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. 
That was weird. That was just weird. That 2000, that first season after the lockout was just so weird. But either way, I, I, you know what? I'm I'm interested to see what he does in Washington. But uh, Granlin and Hoffman, I really do expect both of them to be signed. But I think it's going to take closer to the start of uh, maybe even the new season. I hope not too much past the start of training camp. But we'll see what the start date is right now. Of course, so two need to be on a team. So, yeah, th- both are just top-notch talents, though. Mm-hmm. Still, still worth, uh, still worth five million plus a piece. Maybe Granlin four and a half, but like Hoffman five, five and a half is easy, easily good money for him. You see, they're and now they are worth that on yeah. the normal market, but now in this, yeah. In this scenario, they I mean, you might see Granlin take a one-year deal for like two million just to be on a team that you know makes it to the playoffs. Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's <laughs> man, man, man. I would remind me when we when we move on to the onto the segment that uh, I'm looking most forward to yeah. to bring up a uh, hot take I actually have about the Blackhawks. Okay. Um, but uh, it just. It, it's just a terrible market. Nobody's going to get fair value. And that's why everybody's going to take one to two years. Like you've been saying. So moving on, we're going to go into a, a, a into a, a collection of uh, defensemen real quickly. One on the uh, tail end of his career, twilight of his career, basically. And one that's like, I don't know if you ever hit his stride in his, uh, in his prime, but you know, he took a chance with Carolina this year. Didn't work out for him. So one is uh, Andy green reaching the uh, twilight of his career. Yeah. And the other one who took a, who took a gamble uh, by going to uh, Carolina didn't work out for him and for the better. That is uh, Sammy Vatanen. Mm. So Green's interesting. He's definitely – he's when you say veteran, he's a veteran. Like vet, vet, oh, veteran. Yeah. 30, uh, 37 years old. Green, my prediction, he'll get a PTO. People aren't really sure. I, bring him in for a veteran presence. He could maybe play. Yeah. Everybody, everybody likes a good defense. He's not – He's. I mean, I could see him go back to the Devils or something like that, but I don't see him, besides going back to the Devils, going to a team like, you know, Detroit or something who needs, like, just a filler. He'll go – he wants oh, to – It's funny that you bring that up. I was actually going to say about Mike Hoffman, tinfoil hat, what's the odds that he ends up back in Ottawa? Mm. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Because, hey – What's his name's not there anymore. Eric Carlson's not there anymore. He's not there. He's in San Jose, and no one wants to go to San Jose. So, so Mike Hoffman's girlfriend can't harass Eric Carlson's uh, wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, none of that stuff. But uh, if, anybody, if anybody, if anybody watching us doesn't know what I'm talking about, look up that story. It is probably yeah. one of the most heinous things you will ever you'll ever see that someone may or may not have done to another man's wife. Yeah, it's some. I mean. It, do you remember the story? Do you remember that story? Hmm? Do you do you remember that story? Yeah. Oh, I oh my god! I could not believe that when his wife basically just, it, it, without getting too into too much detail, everyone, it's just basically Mike Hoffman's girlfriend basically was ripping on Eric Carlson's wife on either tw- on social media. We'll just say I think it was about like, their like, miscarried child. Yeah, it was like was it. Was it child or was it a child that was in uh that 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 had to be in icu for uh uh in NICU for uh like the first couple weeks of its life probably or something like that i think it was i think it was a miscarriage and then uh, 
Uh, oh, end of the God. story though. Eric Carlson and his wife have a child like a year later. So, you know, thank God. It couldn't happen to a better guy. Eric Carlson looks like he'd just be the nicest fucking guy in the world. Yeah. My God. But yeah, Andy Green, I could see him going back to the uh, Islanders, but uh, Sammy Vatanen is the one I could not tell you what the hell is going to happen with him. I really don't know what to predict he's, with him. He's a good player. He's a good piece. Um, I'd say any team that needs defense right now, it needs a right shot. You give that guy a deal. I don't know what's his deal. And- Maybe he's looking for term. Maybe he's looking for too much money. Uh, you got to – someone needs to sign that guy. Dude, he's part of the reason why I'm trying to – like sometimes I think about it and I'm just like, who picks better defensemen like in their peak? Was it Anaheim or was it uh, Nashville? Um, I still think it's a little bit of an edge to Nashville, but, yeah. man, Anaheim knew how to find defensemen, though, in the draft. Holy so cow. With Nashville, they kind of found the highest, the high for defensemen. You know, uh, they got lucky with guys like Seth Jones and stuff landing on their lap. But uh, with the Ducks, they oh. kind of had, like, some no-names that just, like, kind of came out out of nowhere. They ended up being, like, top four defensemen. In the history of one-for-one trades – that Seth Jones trade still probably stands out as the most lopsided to me. Yeah, I knew it. And I mean, I didn't all like due it. respect to Ryan Johansson. Yeah. And, I mean, oh. Ryan Johansson, he, at the time, he was like, oh, this guy's going to be a first-line center, yada, yada, yada. But he also did have the baggage of attitude problems and wanting out of Columbus and all that. And it's like you could – I do not remember the life of me how in the world – how in the world did he ever con them out of, what was it, $8 million a year? Yeah. Woo. Woo. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to a, cu- a, cu- a couple of, uh, of uh, forwards on the free agent list. Um, one that's near and dear to you, Avs Rich, and one that's near and dear to uh, our good uh, friend, Wild Tim. Uh, we'll start with Wild Tim's boy, Alex Galchenyak. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's, 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 he is PTO bound. For sure. And then uh, Carl Soderberg. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, talk about a, you talk about a workhorse in Carl Soderberg. That's a that's a good dude. Yeah. So for Carl, I think he's 34 years old now. Um, 34 years old. The sure. Avalanche got him years ago, and he was actually bought out by Boston. And then the Avs traded like a fifth or something for his rights and then uh, signed him. And he was – he was a solid dude. Um, his speed's not really there, but he gets the body in the way. He's got a pretty good shot. Uh, he he's a horsey god, too. Yeah. You know, it's a fun fact about Carl Soderberg is he's actually blind in one of his eyes, so it's insane that he's still playing. No. He's wow. Eyes. He got hurt, uh, I think, during the lockout when he was playing in Europe. Oh yeah. man! Wow, that's crazy. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I can see, I can see him being PTO bait right now. Yeah. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna spend much time on Alex Galchenyuk because he's such an albatross and such an enigma of a player right now. Yeah. That he's most likely got to be a PTO. Nobody's gonna trust him right now. He's still, to be what they he's want. Still fairly young. Um, he's kind he's of six. He's literally in UFA. He's literally in his first UFA year. Yeah. You know what I would probably say is a decent fit? Um, I think Detroit should maybe give a stab at him, see how he does. 
Hey, you know what? I don't think Detroit's uh, expected to not hit the cap floor. I mean, I think they're already at the cap floor. Are they not? Not sure. Oh man, if I'm de- seriously, if I'm Detroit right now, how is how is Detroit not taking on every bad like one year, two year con? Like, how are you? How is Steve Eiserman not on the phone with Lou Lamorello right now saying, "Hey, Johnny Boychuk, Nick Letty." Maybe not Nick Letty because Nick Letty's still effective right yeah, now, but Johnny Boychuk. You know, hey, you know, I could use another first round pick there, uh, Lou. I know Lou's a little bit of a, sch- a schemer and a conniving bastard to uh, give it up, but I don't know why he isn't on the phone like 24-7. Fuck, he can call Tampa Bay right now, get Tyler Johnson for a- – and their first and second in 2022 and 2021, yeah. like alternate the years for those two picks, and it would be easy. That's well, like one of the biggest things people haven't done yet. Well, you have to believe with the Tampa situation. So things are kind of just going slow right now. Maybe Iserman yes. uh, has said, hey, if you're interested, we'll take this guy for this, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll take his cap. He's probably, like, offered deals to multiple teams, and they're just not ready to bite. I I would agree with you there. I would agree with you there because I think that people are also kind of, like, they're shitting themselves trying to figure out what the cap implications are going to be, yeah. and nobody nobody wants to make a rash decision on draft picks right now either. So you're not wrong. Yeah, it's, it's a fair way of putting it right now. Um, now let's get into a collection of, uh, left-handed defensemen who are essentially just depth players, really. Uh, Carl Alsner, who just got bought out by the Canadians and Dmitry Kulikov. Um, Kulikov, his contract kind of sucked when he came off. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's a decent player. He's definitely an NHL player. Maybe not a top four guy. Maybe not even. He's a seventh defenseman right now seventh in my guy. eyes. But that's he's a good ad, though. He's a good ad. Yeah. Even Alsner, he's definitely up there in age. But uh, I Alsner, see both of them get PTO. The thing, the, the thing about Alsner, I mean, Alsner set the Canadians back like three or four years, man. That yeah. $5 million. Con- oh, God. Just terrible. Just terrible deal. Again, I think they're both PTO bait. Um, I I don't see any any um, decent deals coming for them right now. That's just me. But you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. In the territory of guys that are like could end up in Europe. Like, say there's a team in Europe that has a defenseman that's hurt, and then Kulikov signed for a year goes over there. You know. Okay. Well, if you want to, let's let's move on to another left-handed defenseman who is definitely going to Europe. In my opinion, there's no question. Okay. Uh, the recently departed from the Detroit Red Wings, Jonathan Erickson, mm. definitely going back. Europe. He's Swedish. He's 36 years old. He has no reason to stay in the NHL. I don't think anybody's even going to take him. So I don't even know if he. Uh, I mean, Europe. You got to have some speed there. He has no speed whatsoever. He's still. Uh, yeah, but I mean, again, vet- veteran presence, though. I mean, it's. You think you think Carl Alsner has any any uh, speed? No, but I don't think I. I see Alsner. Uh, I don't know. I would see, say Alsner is more of an AHL type. Uh, defenseman, even when maybe Erickson probably does go overseas, but if you're an AHL team and you want a bigger guy in your AHL on defense who could, you know, play third pairing, sec- second pairing, or something, you give Erickson. Yeah, you're right. But let, but let's put it this way. Let's put it in another context. Then, if I'm if I'm Swedish, Finnish, Czech, Slovakian, Russian, whatever have you, and I'm in the twilight of my career, I've won a Stanley Cup. 
like Jonathan Erickson has. Yeah. And you know, my, that's that that's the pinnacle. I've gotten that goal. I've made my money. Fuck, the guy was making like four million, four, four and a quarter, four and a quarter a year for seven years, I think it was. And I, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. But then somebody calls and, and like my agent calls and says, "Hey, this AHL team wants you. You know, they they want you for." I don't know, like a couple hundred grand a year just to, you know, train these young boys. Oh, by the way, there's, you know, back in Sweden, back home, you know, you got a team that wants to give you two mil a year. Yeah, I don't know, though. What? What? Yeah, I, what? I, I understand what you're saying. I don't – I <laughs> I understand. I could – either way goes. I mean, this guy could hang up his skates tomorrow. Same so excuse that Russian players always use, too. Why do they stay in the KHL? It's not because – it's not because, like – they're necessarily better off there or anything like that, or just because their contract it's because their contract in Russia is paying them three times what they would be making on their ELC in America. Yeah, exactly. So that's all it is. And it's money and everybody, everybody needs to make that money somehow. And I, I respect that. I respect that. You got only one life to live. You only got one career. So Especially I respect the, that. The, the state of the AHL, it's like, it's, if you think the NHL is unknown, I mean, the AHL could fold like a fucking stack oh, of sure. tomorrow. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's not – Europe Europe at least is right now, like, getting everything rolling again. Like, the yeah. German league's going to start up in the middle of November again. Mm-hmm. And there's all the other leagues, the KHL and the Swedish and Finnish leagues, they're already started. So, you know what, whatever Europe's doing right now, you know, God bless you. Um, so two goalies now, uh, Craig Anderson, uh, noted, uh, Chicago Blackhawks draft pick, Craig Anderson and, uh, yep. And Jimmy Howard, too old, uh, both, both PTOs, both could retire. Both could go to Europe. I don't think Craig Anderson's going to Europe. I think he's going to either retire. He's just going to get a PTO, but, uh, Jimmy Howard, I have no idea what to expect. Anderson either gets a PTO offer or retires. Howard is a little bit younger, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Howard is 36, and Anderson's 39. I'd say both PTO offers. Anderson may be leaning more towards retirement. Howard probably stays here still. I don't know if he does go to Europe unless the money's there, but uh, he's a good – I mean, he's a pretty good AHL goalie. I mean, I was gonna, I was half expecting the Hawks to take a stab at it, like a one million dollar contract for him, but it could come. I mean, I don't trust Subban. Again, we'll, we'll get into that later, I guess. But uh, now, uh, two guys that uh, you know are prominent in the Midwest, and uh, one is near and dear to my heart for how fucking good he was on our fourth line in, uh, for a few years, and then another one who, uh, good God, just unceremoniously bought out by the Red Wings. The first one, Michael Froelich. Love that guy. Workhorse in every sense of the word. And then Justin Abdelkader. So that Fro- contract was a How is he not back with the Blackhawks the- is my question. Maybe he will. Huh? How is Froelich uh, not back with the Hawks? I'm, I'm character player. joking right now, but – uh. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're if we're as committed to youth as we say we are, and to a, I don't want to give away too much here. If, don't, I just don't, don't see it, it. It doesn't seem like the direction. There's no way it's going to happen. Obviously, but 
Abdulkader in this one is the more confusing one to me. What the hell does Justin Abdulkader do? He got bought out of a four plus million dollar contract with three years left on it. Yeah. Um, that is woo, woo. So he's a he's not a, a good look. Babcock loved him in Detroit. Uh I know that. Justin Abdulkader basically yeah. is a really hard worker. And when I think of him right now, I see him hundred percent. I will put 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 uh, your put your house, bet your house on this. Abdulkader will sign in the AHL maybe with uh some random team, but he is a total AHL fit. I don't see that guy going to Europe. I I I can't I couldn't agree with you more. I, I don't see any other fit for him right now. I really don't. That's either that's either a PTO or an AHL contract. I, yeah. I just there's nothing else you can really say about that. So I mean, I'll just leave it at that. You want to add anything else to the, to that one? No, we're starting to get now we're starting to get thin. We'll see these next couple of names. Yeah, so I'm gonna go through a couple of names at a time now. Okay. okay. I'm gonna go through five names. All right. Um Travis Hamanick from the that, uh, from the that's Isles. Interesting. That guy, here's a cliff. He just went Ooh. What the hell happened in his career? What yeah, he happened? jumped off. I don't know. So good in New York, and now he's a basically like sitting in free agency rotting dude yeah you want and you want to know it's funny uh, we move on from that one to the next player that i'm going to mention and you want you talk about that cliff how you just pew right yeah. off of it here's a guy that was literally that literally jumped up to the cliff and then freaking kicked the rock and then fell right <laughs> off of it again literally as fast as he got up there matt boleski Holy shit. Had himself a decent playoff with the with the Ducks five years ago, and then just yeah. decided that eh, I, you know, screw it. I got my paycheck. I'm good now. Apparently, that was the Matt Bolesky. Yeah, the Matt Bolesky treatment. Ron- the moment he took that pen and put it on that paper to sign that, they're like, nope, that's not going to end up well. Nope, that deal's not going to end up well. That Ron Hainsey. Ron Hainsey now. Yeah. Hainsey. That's yeah, Ron Hainsey. That's interesting. I see him signing an NHL seventh defense. Yeah, he's still reliable. He proved that in Toronto. So yeah. I can see that happening for sure. We circle back uh, to Hamnick. Is he like what like do you see him? I it's he's totally an NHL player, but like uh he's 29. I mean, like I mean he's probably asking I don't he is a right shot though. Remember that. He's a right you know what? How how was how has uh, Toronto not, not taken just a a a, 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 nim, a nibble at him? Um, they probably have maybe. Kyle Dubas, man, he plays his cards close to his chest. I got to give him credit for that. He does. How does that credit last for though? Mm, some what have you done for me lately, league? As we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an here's an interesting one, Michael Grabner. Interesting. He, this guy is uh, he's interesting he's still because skating. he brings that speed. He's a great yep. penalty killer. Uh, yep. He has maybe like 30 breakaways on the penalty kill. Probably scores maybe three goals <laughs> off those breakaways. But uh, bought out by the Coyotes. So, uh, Terrible stick. No one wanted his deal. I think it was like three million or something, right? Three something million? Yeah. Uh, three, three, three point three five. That is right there. I'm yeah. PTO. That's a PTO. 
Someone will yeah. grab him that needs a penalty killer, needs some speed to the lineup. PTO, he'll probably mm-hmm. sign a deal. This is the one I wanted to get to now, okay? Because okay. we're talking about Speedster and Michael Grabner. We're going to move on to another Speedster right now. This is the guy that six months ago I wanted the Hawks to actually trade for, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, after we found out how much he was being traded for, I was like, okay, never mind, never mind, never mind. But since he's free now, I kind of want the Hawks to take a chance in him. That would be uh, Mr. A.A. Andreas Athanasiu. I love this guy. So he basically <laughs> I, has that uh, Grabner type feel to him. He's got the. Same I know. Thing. I understand that, like in Athens to use case, there's like certain things on, in his game where he's just, you know, he doesn't have like a really big, you know, competitiveness or drive or, you know, he doesn't have much fight in him. But man, when that bastard gets his freaking wheels moving, oh my god. Is he as fast as anybody out there? And he's good with his hands. He's got great hands. His shot isn't terrible. Um, yeah, that's this is when this is why he's deep in this list. You have to remember. Yeah, he he had that great year in Detroit last year. Yeah. He had thirty goals last year, and then it just it, with with the Oilers in the uh, in the playoffs just never started happening. Just never happened. And I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if it was he came back and he was hurt or something, but. I think he's still got more to give. He's only 25. Yeah. For Christ's sakes. He'll, he'll I would love to. Offer, or he goes to – I've. he's had rumors of always going to the KHL, so he could be in the KHL by the time we – He uh, did go to the KHL one summer, I remember correctly. I think he did. And I think that, that completely dented his relationship with the uh, Red Wings at that point. I mean, he still had a great year last year with them, but I don't think he ever trusted them again after that. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting how that player though. Interesting. He doesn't. If he had that finish, he'd be a guy who's making seven million right now. Fuck yes, absolutely. I mean, with if he that guy has the skill personified of a thirty goal scorer consistently. Yeah, and he should. And even if he was a twenty five goal scorer, shit, I'd still pay him five million a year Mm -hmm. for consistent. Five goals a season. That's what you. That's what the going rate is usually these days. Well, it's interesting and, to bring up the Blackhawks because that guy can add speed, something that uh, I know that you would love to have on the Hawks. And he's still a youth movement type guy. I was about to say, and he's young. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, Stan, Stan, yeah. Stanley, Stan, Stanley. You listening? You listening? That's a good idea. I like that one. I'd like to see them take a chance at that. Now, another speedster with a little bit more credibility, and I do think that one one team I've actually thought this guy is probably going to go back to is Vegas, is Eric Halla. Now this is interesting. I think Halla is maybe a top three uh, free agent. I know that uh, – I think Wild Tim has brought this up, and I think I've seen this online. Uh, he supposedly yeah. has like eight offers right now. He's just waiting Ooh. to – see Ooh. maybe if someone sweetens the pot a little bit how i could see signing so we have to remember this year's free agency list was stacked next year's free agency mm-hmm. free agency list isn't as stacked so how i see signing a one or two year deal and sure. i see him going to sure. a contender he's kind of been on fringe teams i mean that's he had- why I, say, I, think, I think he could very easily go back to vegas that's a great place yeah. for him he did well, vegas great. vegas has a little bit of cap problem right now so 
I don't know. Oh, I, I agree, but like I think that that the way that Vegas has been doing stuff right now, I think it's navigatable. They can navigate it a little bit, but it's gonna be tr- it's gonna be tricky. Don't 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 think I'm trying to make excuses for them or anything like that. It's gonna be tricky. But um, if I if I, I really do think that, I think the the salary cap doesn't exist in Vegas, I really don't. I I, I don't know what kind of voodoo they pull, but yeah, I mean. People like to talk about how much Stan Bowman is a genius with this, or is or was with the salary cap when we were in our prime. Guys, he wasn't a genius with the salary cap. If you ever want, if you ever want an in-depth explanation as to what Stan Bowman did with the salary cap, we'll get into it in another episode. He wasn't a genius. He just manipulated. Okay, and he definitely had some. Yeah. Avs Rich knows exactly what I'm talking about. All you ever have to do is go back to 2015. See what happened immediately after Patrick Kane got injured. Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm not, it's not, it's not tricks and 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 you know manipulating the salary cap like a genius. It's just straight up, you're just bending the rules. There's no just a little bit no before they involved in this. No, no. You just took advantage of a situation. That's it. Yeah. So I'm just going to go over a few more names real quickly, and then we'll go into uh, probably the main event of this episode, okay? So a few more names that I'm going to bring up, and then we can just go rough shot on all of them. So uh, Connor Sherry, that's an interesting one because, you know, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Penguins. I like him as a PTO slash maybe get a one-year contract for, you know, like a million, million and a half, see what you're doing and whatnot. Big one, big, big one, because he is – has already announced that he is negotiating for himself. I know. Mr. Anthony, Mr. Anthony Duclair. What's going to happen there? He's, I don't know. So he's asking for way too much is basically what it sounds like. And the GMs are like, Hey buddy, you need to look around. There's a lot of names available right now. Uh, he really, he really needs to get an agent. He really needs to get an agent like again. You can't, it's oh. I, I, I get it. You know, representing yourself sounds like some you know movie type thing where it's like you know, no, this is not the fucking movies. You need an agent to come nope. help you. You're gonna get screwed. Uh, Anthony or not Anthony? See, uh, Duclair. He's another fast guy. Um, yeah, great yeah. shot. I do think he does not, you cannot. uh, So the problem with him is that he cannot benefit from playing a bottom six role. He needs to play top six. And a lot of the teams we see today already kind of have their top six set, but uh, he needs to play top six. So, I mean, and he's not making 7 million. So no, not, not a chance, not a chance with what else is out there right now. Not a chance. No. So that's, that, that's going to be an interesting situation to see how that uh, kind of plays out. Um, one of the bigger names on the uh, free agent market, considering how deep he went in the playoffs, uh, Corey Perry is still available. Uh, Wild Tim joins us. Hello. How are you? Uh, I, I have one question for you, fellas. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, so I've made this mistake before. Uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, you get a lot for uh, – You're gonna get more than you expect. So if uh, anyone wants a, a laffy taffy, you know, I got I got some laffy. Oh, oh. Only purple. What? I could go for a laffy taffy right now. Are those now. only purples, or you got a, a lot of uh, 
flavor. It's, it's only it's only purple because I had this sucker and that had only the the yellow and the and the pink. So I was tired of the yellow and pink and uh, yeah, change it up. Glad we it's only Pretty good. This was like ten bucks for all of this. That's absurd. Not bad. Um, folks. So basically, we're talking about free agents right now. We're already in, we're already deep in the list when we're talking about Corey Perry. What's uh, what are our thoughts about Corey Perry? I think he's gonna get signed, but uh, probably a contender. I mean, he's probably. I think Corey Perry, just because he's a little shit, he's probably like, you know what? After the postseason, I had pay me five mil. No, no, you get like a mil, maybe. maybe. So. My, that guy made money in Anaheim, and he's going to be paid by Anaheim till the end of time. Yeah. Dude, take the million, million and a half paycheck and shut the fuck up. We so don't want to hear deep. You. We're deep in the list where I do think he'll get a PTO. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. If he gets a PTO, do you really think he'll actually take it? Because do you think he's the kind of guy that's going to be like – I can just see Corey Perry being the kind of guy that's going to say to say to some GM – um, you know who I am, right? Yeah. I'm a I'm, I'm trophy winner, Corey Perry. So this is how he'll take the PTO. He takes the PTO, and then some uh, winger in camp, he's going to run him and then fight him, then injure him, and he say, you got to sign me. <laughs> or he'll, like, dive or something. They're like, you're perfect, man. You're just diving everywhere. We need you. Oh, my God. He's someone smoking teeth with a stick. Yeah, like, he's the fucking like, he's the yeah. fucking Neymar of of the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> Good God, if the guy could roll around if, uh, like ten ten times down the ice, he'd do it. <laughs> no, like I mean, he probably has. He just had, didn't catch it. He, he probably did in juniors one time. I bet you. Yep. Oh my God, I can't stand Corey Perry. Wherever he ends up, God fucking bless that team. Blackhawks. Yeah, I was about to say, what, what if it's the Blackhawks? Shut up! Would you shut up? The youth movement. We're putting we're putting that energy out into the universe. Oh my god! <laughs> it's gonna happen. You basically, you're just basically giving me more ammunition for what's coming next. Oh, for sure. Christ's yeah. sakes! Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so the only thing, the only other two age, free agents of big note that I wanted to bring up still, um, one is. Uh, Recently departed Blackhawk Drake Kajula, and former Blackhawk and new Stanley Cup champion departing the uh, Lightning Jan Ruda. Jan Ruda would be a no good Slater piece, Cuckoo? I think, for bottom six. No Slater Cuckoo. Uh, well, you know, All right. uh, I'm a big Slater yeah, Cuckoo um, fan. Uh, he was dependable. Drake Kajula. Uh, best friend of Connor McDavid. Is he yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yes, best friends. Uh, McDavid was like legitimately pissed with the Oilers when they traded him. Like, pissed. maybe they bring him back then. Yeah. It was it was like the uh, it was like the Henrik Lundqvist uh, scene with uh, Matt Zuccarello. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Tears um, in the eyes. Baby. Funny Drake Kajula story. I was at a Blackhawks Avalanche game. Uh, glass side seat. Not and, a big deal. Uh, I had my beer. I had an Avs jersey on, and I had my fucking beer. Sorry for the for the crude language. I had a beer on the glass, and this guy comes over and does some like a uh, little bump against the glass on purpose, knocks my fucking beer over. Jesus shit. All right, we're we're finding this guy. We're making him buy and a new beer. Yeah, 
Those Man, where is Drake? Do I gotta shake his hand? <laughs> oh, shake his hand. I'm gonna imagine paying like 15 bucks for a beer, and then some uh, guy who's a free agent now, 20 names down the list, knocks your beer over. What the heck? Now, are we talking like a green line or like a, a Bud Light? It was actually a green line. Oh, it was right near the little stand outside. The that little green line stand. Uh, yeah, that wasn't fun. That was actually in warmups too. So. <laughs> I remember uh, me, me and Abs Rich went to a Hawks Bruins game that was at like 11 a.m. Yeah, and uh, oh, Sunday. Yep. I drank an absurd amount of Revolution Fist Cities. No, no free ads, but the, oh my, I, I was just putting those down like water. And by like the start of the third That's period, it's like it's like, it's like noon. It's only like noon, and I'm just buckled. Look at yeah. that. <laughs> he's leaving the stadium and it's still light out it's like yeah. oh man oh my god all right well i mean that's that that's me that's most then, of the uh, free agents was the jan ruda or whatever he might get a deal i don't know he might go to europe he's, i, I think, think he right no could get, he could get a bottom six role anywhere in this league he proved that with the lightning I'm kind of surprised the Lightning don't want to at least like maybe try and take a look at them, but they got bigger problems on their hands with Chernak. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the next thing we're getting into before the rant, um, I'm happy yeah. that Wild Tim joined us actually for this. So yes. supposedly there's this rumor going around the NHL that every team is going to have a retro type jersey uh, they will be playing with for a couple games, maybe one game. I think it's a couple though. Um, and three of them have leaked so far. Actually, so the Avalanche supposedly are wearing Nordiques jerseys. Those haven't leaked, but we could get the idea of it. Uh, here's the Pittsburgh Penguins one. Sorry, the quality is not great. Here's the Penguins one. That's pretty nice. I love that jersey. Love that jersey. I just think of you won't, you uh, won't hear that, you won't very much from me. That's a nice one. They, I like the direction Adidas is going in. I don't know how these leak, though. Um, Here's the Flyers jersey. That's a nice – I love that one. That one doesn't do it for me as much. I think that – I know that they're trying to change it up, but I wish they would have kept uh, – they, they would have kept it the way it originally was in that jersey in the 90s where the white's on top and then the black on the bottom. That would have looked way better. Yeah. But both look nice to me. I like it. And the one that dropped today, uh, if you need, if you want to find this, you could always find these on like Twitter.com or, you know, just look up like leaked NHL jerseys. Oh, don't be, oh, no, no, no. We're the only source. We, we are, are the only source. source. That's, I, I really like that one. I like that, it. Hawk Tim, you are a critic of the Vegas uh, gold jersey. Yeah, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I like that one a lot more than I like the the mustard one because I'm sorry that jer the other jersey it doesn't look like gold. It looks like mustard. I, I disagree. I think that's uh, there's bad quality pictures where it looks like mustard. When you see oh, a high quality no, when you see a high quality picture of that jersey and the way it shines like you're wearing like a suit of gold. I mean if it if it has yeah if it has like the glistening sparkle like the normal does. jersey do then it's gonna look excellent. But like. Oh my God! Those low quality ones that make it look like mustard. Ugh! It reminds me of those Predator ones. Remember the old Predator jerseys, the mustard ones. The mustard hideous. tiger ones. Oh, hideous. hideous! But that one, that one looks good to me. I like that, that red nice. one. That's gonna not be a, bad. I like the top. Side I like the shoulder being used as the crest too. That's cool. 
Um, so that's going to be super exciting for this upcoming season. Um, I'd expect the Hawks probably go with the black ones, the return to the black ones. That's what the uh, Hawks Twitter said. Yeah, you, you'd probably be right. I hope not because I was never a big proponent of those ones. But, you know, I, 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 you know what I want them to bring back? I want them to bring back the 09 Winter Classic ones. But okay. Those are nice. That, I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota Wild. That, 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 Bring back this sucker. Bring this one back. Yeah, if, if the wild bring if yeah, you guys bring cool. back either that one or you bring back the uh the old uh red with the green uh elbow yeah uh, green elbows those ones were one of my favorites too. And then also the with Kendrill are supposed to bring back the screaming eagle one. See, I I like that a lot, but what I don't like uh I guess it looks decent, but like I from the mock-ups and stuff that I've I've seen from people that like supposedly know a little bit about it. They made they bring back the screaming eagle, but they make it red and navy blue, which were not the colors yeah. of it. So I, I was gonna say, you know, you know what the only negative about that jersey is? Wild Tim nailed it. It's not white and blue. Yeah, no, it's it's supposed it's to be white like, and blue. It's like red and blue. Yeah, I don't like. That. That's not retro. They like, never had a jersey like that. How about those like caps jerseys with like. Um, the black ones. You remember that? I, I love remember. the black ones. Those are nasty. With, uh, it has like the Capitol building. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, that one was nasty. I liked that one. That's a good one. That one was a good one. So we'll get more into that later when we when I get more leaks, I will show you. Uh, we have one more news before we get into the Blackhawks talk. Uh, Joe Thornton signs a one year deal, seven hundred k. I think, or 800K, 700K. Toronto Maple Leafs. 700 million. And just to confirm for everybody, Joe Montana said it was okay, so that's why he's doing it. He gave him the okay. What? He gave him the okay. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, Joe Thornton's uh, last uh, okay or whatever, because he was kind of like saying, like, oh, my, my legacy could be ruined if I leave San Jose. And Joe Montana just gave him a thumbs up or something. They had a little conversation, and then he went to Toronto. Okay. I mean, like, the thing is, I understand that line of thinking, but, like, Joe has not played his whole career in San Jose. So, it's like, I know no. he played there for quite a while. Yeah, but, but you know what, though? Like, when you think of Joe Thornton, what do you think – what team do you think of? The Boston Bruins. No, it's – No, you do not. I know, I know. I'm fucking with you. It's the <laughs> I Oh, but I was gonna say, yeah, he's synonymous with the Bay Area now. I mean, I just, just, I, I'm, I'm surprised he actually did it. I, there's always been the rumor that that was always gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna be. It's gonna yield a Stanley Cup, obviously, because he doesn't do anything to help a Stanley Cup. No offense to Joe Thornton, 41 years old. Could you imagine this uh, team five years ago with the center core of Tavares, Thornton, and like Espetza? Oh Jesus. <laughs> And Matthew. Yeah, well, Matthews would have been a, a young lad then, but yeah, but, <clears throat> but it doesn't really move the needle Toronto. It just basically sounds no, like a uh, name that you could put on the back of your jersey. I mean, it'll be cool. <laughs> watch gonna... us sing now and watch out in nine months. We're gonna be looking at him like freaking Dave Andrewchuck just lifting that cup over his head. <laughs> you wanna bet? Who knows? Oh. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't think I put money on Toronto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, TJ Brody, is that the answer? I don't know yet. Uh, it's, it's TJ Brody, he's a, he's a right shot, right? 
Uh, wait, no, lefty playing right. <laughs> Toronto finally solved the defensive problems. <laughs> With that, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we are going to move on to the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, so basically, Stan Bowman yeah, has been going on a little bit of a shame tour with the media and he's uh, been talking to people that aren't really close with the Blackhawks and uh, have openly criticized him. Um, if he wants to come on our show, he's welcome to come on our show. We might need oh, to no. put uh, Hawk Tim in a, a Hannibal Lecter type uh, thing. You may have to. Cross and they you got a thing on his face. Um, you might have to, you might have to, I'll put a, don't worry. I'll put a paper bag over my head. Don't worry about it. No, nah, no, nah, we don't need you to put a paper. Um, so what, what's, what's going on, big guy. All right. So first things first, abs rich, how much time do you have on your hands right now? Um, <laughs> so technically a minute, but we could go a little bit, bit past. It's all right. Okay. Can you, can you spare me an extra 15 minutes? <laughs> 15 minutes. <laughs> What do you got? A fucking oh, okay. yeah, 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 like five, ten minutes. We'll see. I'll Let's cut you it. off if you start uh, running out of the out of steam. All right, I'm gonna very quickly read through the message. Do you mind? It's not a long yeah. message. Yeah, maybe. Okay, give me the spark well, notes if it, it gets it, a little lengthy. This is the fan. This is the message sent to the fans about the new era of transparency, apparently starting in Chicago. Whatever the fuck that means. And I'm hold. And I'm holding. Stan Bowman accountable for this bullshit. All right. We recently said goodbye to a pair of popular two-time champions and acquired some new players via trade and free agency. Crawford, we understand Crawford, it was tough. Crawford Sod, right? Crawford yes. Sod. Okay. We, we understand it was tough to see those respected veterans go and realize you have may have some questions about our direction. For three years, we've had questions. We've, we'd like to address that direction and share why we're hopeful for the future of Blackhawks hockey. Thank God someone is. We're committed to developing young players and rebuilding our roster. We want more than another window to win. We want to reach the summit again and stay there. What? Yeah, I don't – that doesn't make a whole lot of – that sounds like you're just – I don't know. I don't know. An effort that will require a stockpile of emerging talent to complement our our top players. The influx of youth and their progression will provide roster flexibility and depth throughout our lineup. We were already the youngest team in, in the 2020 playoffs, and several Blackhawks experienced that intensity for the first time. This will help to further establish a culture that embraces the grind of improvement driven by competitors who are relentless, engaged, and motivated to by a team-first mentality to win. Even though you're not going to have that playoff experience for three fucking years. As our young players develop and learn how to win consistently, they'll make some mistakes. Inevitably, we'll miss the mark sometimes, too. But we'll communicate openly with you on this journey. We know that what comes next must be more than just words. And that inspires us. Signed, the Chicago Blackhawks. What a load of bullshit that freaking was. I'm just going it is. The end of that sounds like it's just like, a bad excuse like hey we're gonna fuck up like just stick so, with <laughs> so here's what I'm gonna, here's all i'm gonna say about this situation then i'm gonna and then i'm just gonna expand by uh by the examples how you do a rebuild 
because that's what everybody's interpreting this as is a rebuild. How you do a rebuild properly is the New York Rangers way. Absolutely. Everyone is fair game. Everyone is fair game. The LA Kings way of doing things, don't think that the LA Kings are rebuilding because they they just, you know, oh, we want to hold on to our veterans. No, 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 no. They'll trade them if they could. They're just on criminal contracts. They're on ridiculous contracts. And the Hawks have their top players who, granted, mostly live up to their value. Kane especially lives up to his value completely. But Taze, you know... Maybe eight, eight and a half is more suitable for him. Ten and a half, nah. I'd retain three million on on Taze if he wanted to leave, for sure. That being said, how does this letter about us being openly rebuilding explain Crawford leaving and then trading Sod for no picks and just Nikita Zadorov? Who's not? He's not old, but he's not like a prospect. No. No, he's not. And here's the thing that also pisses me off about this thing. They are trying to say they're committed to building these young players, these young players that we have stockpiles of, apparently. The implication with this letter is that, or at least the expectation is that every young player that we have is going to grow to their potential. Every one of them. And I got news for you. Ian Mitchell will be an NHL top four guy as of now. And has have any of our prospects proven that yet? Do you well, – in good – in... well, go ahead, go ahead. The classic Hawks move is develop a guy till he's NHL ready and then ship him off to Florida. Right when he's ready to sign that deal. My, my sentiments exactly, which is why I reemphasize you can't do this without trading Kane and Taze. Or even Keith, you can't do this the right way. You're just going to sit there for five years spinning your tires. Yeah. Because you're still not going to have the cap flexibility for the next two years. What is, what is going to happen in two years' time when Kane and Tay still have, two, still have their contracts for one more year and guys like Boakvist and in, in, uh, Doc and Kubalik now – Freaking have their contracts expire. I'm, what are we gonna do? The classic. What are we gonna do? Is not resign them and then move them, but uh, I think that's that's completely undoing all this work that you're doing here. And it's like, by the way, I'm totally, I'm preparing two years in advance for Kirby Doc getting seven million dollars on his first post ELC contract. I'm just, I'm just ready to puke my guts out over that. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God. Look, Kerbal's Ryan Getzlaff. All right, don't put more don't put more fuel on this fire. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> oh, just pain. Just so much pain. Just so much pain I'm feeling right now. Look, all I'm gonna all I'm gonna emphasize is that this letter to the fans was total bull crap. It is total lip service from the front office trying to save face and make excuses for their mistakes in the last three years. That's all this is. And I would hope that an original six team like the Blackhawks would actually take responsibility for their failures and look for solutions instead of trying to make everybody work to save their fucking jobs. I really would hope that. But we don't even have that. 
There is no accountability left in this in this freaking organization. If you're working as as a as a member of like a a big corporation in America right now, and let's just say for the sake of argument, you caused your company to lose like uh to to, to uh post losses for three straight years, are you gonna get fired? Or are they gonna extend your contract? You answered your question. Yeah. I answered my own question right there. Did I not? Uh, Why is it that in You get tax breaks if you file losses. God damn it, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You can logic over there. (laughs) Fair enough. But the point I'm trying to make is, why is it that in the sports world, we're literally that much stupider? This is still a competitive place to work and this is a, a this is a team with a legacy that goes back almost a hundred years now yeah. yeah like i i don't understand why we're trying to make excuses just do the damn thing just ask them look do you want to d- d- taze kane keith not so much keith but taze kane do you guys want to win look i'm gonna be honest with you we're not going to do it here. Apparently, Stan Bowman actually talked to these guys about the plan. Yeah. I don't know if I believe him, but you know what? I don't know any any better myself, so I can't really speak to it. But all of this is just – it's smoke and mirrors. It's trying to create excuses to keep everybody employed. And it's it, 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 if they really think that this is going to work, it's only going to work if you literally develop every single player the right way. Yeah. And have you seen the Blackhawks prospect pool, especially on forward? It's not great. It's not great. Defense think, is uh, deep free stack, not deep, but not offense. I just have a weird feeling that this is a Trojan horse type retool telling you it's a retool but i could see a cane or a taze moved within the next one two years Both see, I think, oh, I think if you want to start a rebuild get rid of the guy that fucked your team uh get rid of stan and i think part of the reason why he's sticking around because they're looking over to their uh their old buddy uh the old uh protege not not protege of stan bowman but uh worked with Stambo, Mr. Uh, Mark Bergevin, another original six team. Bergevin was supposed to be fired like three years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's really turned it around. So I think they're just waiting. They're hoping, hey, hey, Stan, do the thing. Do this Bergevin thing. Just get good again. And it's not happening. It's not going to happen because Stan Bowman's not Mark Bergevin. No. But Stan's also more connected with the Blackhawks that it's going to – I mean, he's – let's just face it. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and here's my problem with it. So Kane and Taze are clearly not happy with the direction of the organization, but the biggest concern is that they're not happy with the coach, the coach that is coaching them every single game. And so when you continue to build that up, they are going to basically just be forcing Stan to move them. I wonder if Stan had a meeting behind scenes and he said, listen, you're going to stay here for now. But if things get really ugly, I know you don't like the coach right now, yada, 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 we will move you. But we're not going to make a muck of it right before the season starts. If I ever – seriously, if I ever meet Stan Bowman, I'm going to tell him, hey, don't ever fire Carlton. We need the first-round picks. I'm literally going to say that to his face. I'm literally going to say, we need the top three picks. Don't fire Carlton. He helps us lose. No, well, he does. It's, 
Everything this guy has done in the last two and a half, three years literally defies logic. It's unbelievable. It just defies logic how this guy still has a job and how he's been enabled by – I love you, Rocky, but you've enabled this guy to fuck up this franchise. Okay? That's all it is. That's all it's ha it has been lately. I don't know what to say beyond that anymore. I – you fucked up the sod trade. You've lost three sod trades. Three sod trades. Yeah. You lost every one of them. Okay? And then you let go of Crawford. Why? I guess we'll find out later today when all the podcasts and all the uh, all the interviews get published, finally. I heard that was the most heated part of it, the Crawford stuff, where Stan was not hearing any of it. Um, also, you have to remember uh, – they got rid of Panarin because they thought that they wouldn't be able to pay him. Is that correct? That is okay. That that's the story. That is story. They wanted the they wanted the yeah. two extra two years of, of cap uh, of cap flexibility, if you yeah. want to call it that. But then they re-signed Sod, and then they give Mata that deal too. They didn't re-sign Sod. Sod already had four years left on his contract, it, so yeah. they didn't re-sign. Um, yeah, but they gave that money to Mata. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, look, that doesn't even answer the most important, like the most important question with that Panarin deal though, if you really wanted to have extra four years of cap flexibility, let's look at it this way or an extra two years, I should say, let's look at it this way. Was the window still open post 2017 technically? Yes. Sure. Sure. I mean, pre Panarin trade, pre yeah, hammer yeah. trade. Just like this. It was like this. Yeah, pre-hammer, pre-Panarin trades at the at the first day of the NHL draft. Window was still open, okay? Why wouldn't you try to maximize the next two years by keeping Panarin? I don't even care if, like, this season we sucked and took the tank yeah. this year. We would have still been at least a playoff team the, last, the previous two years. So this is basically what I understand from that situation. Panarin at the time was – still uncertain they're like hey maybe this guy just plays good because he's with uh patrick kane and then also they went to get sod back because at the time taze was really taking a dip in his career and sod was a guy that taze enjoyed playing with so then they made the swap stan and the whole front office said hopefully panarin doesn't pan out and they're like oh we bring in a guy for our captain to come and uh play with at the time i remember at the time it wasn't the worst trade in the world like, it wasn't just because there was I, no certainty with Panarin and Saad was already proven. Yeah. No, like I, I think that obviously in hindsight, it looks horrible and it's one of the, yeah. the tricks that's talked about all the time. But like at the time, it's kind of like, you know, what, you know, the only thing I saw with that trade, the only thing I saw with that trade is one of two is, is two things, two things. Okay. You take Saad and then you take Panarin. Okay. Saad, good player. Very good player. Yeah. Aaron, borderline elite. Not at the time. Good player. Good player. Borderline elite. Go back and look at all of his statistics. You can just look at his statistics and his Corsi rating. Okay? You know what his Corsi was in 2016-17? It was almost 59%. You know what his Corsi relative was? Over 6.5%. That is absurd. Absurd. Brandon Saad... That season, I think he had 53%. His Corsi relative, maybe 0.5%. Mm -hmm. 
not terrible, still on the on the positive side of things, but was always going to be worse than Panarin. So with that, you have Saad here, right there, right? Proven already, kind of like a set-in-stone type player. You know what you're getting. Panarin, the the reward for getting Panarin could have been, like, you know, through-the-roof elite-type guy, uh, elite, like, fringe, like, franchise-type winger. But then if he didn't pan out because he wasn't playing with Kane anymore, his boss could have been super low, like, type Yakupov-type shit. I know his numbers at the time were really good, but it's like no one really knew at the time what he was going to end up being, like fucking superstar. But also, uh, if, they, if they kept Panarin around, Panarin was going to play with Kane, and Kane doesn't need help. He's proven even since then he doesn't need a guy on his wing to make him perform. Can, 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 I, can time, I? Hayes was really falling. Hayes was. Falling. Can I make a? Can I make a triggered Hawks fan comment to that? To that then, uh, sure. Rich. I allow you, 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 you said Panarin, like people didn't know what Panarin was and that like he was playing with Kane. So it's, you know, kind of like magic dust. It could have been like, he could have fallen off a cliff. Who knows? This coming from a triggered Hawks fan. What do we make a Kirby doc now then? Uh, big body, young, young, are we literally, Okay, because if this is how we're going to approach everybody that plays with Patrick Kane, then we are so fucked. Yeah. We are so fucked. I could just just as easily say that Miko Rantanen is nothing because he plays with Nathan McKinnon. That's fair? fair. No. I hear that all the time. So I hear Rantanen is nothing without McKinnon. That's fair. Yeah. It's just like it was with, with Artemi Panarin. It wasn't fair for him. It's not fair for Miko Rantanen because they're both good players. Yeah. I mean, and you also will see this around the NHL. Like, I mean, like you hear, oh, this guy's going to play with Crosby. He's going to have a, a huge year. How many wingers has Crosby had that didn't pan out? Yeah, you have the the Brian Rust or the uh, Connor Sheary that does work out every once in a while, but he's also had – Again, so don't forget about Jake Network. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it doesn't always mean – you can't just put anyone with these superstar talents and they're just good all of a sudden. That's not how it works. Sure. You're at, and that's exactly the point. They still have to pull their weight. They still have to pull their weight, okay? Everybody made a big deal about how Zach Cassian was a 20-goal scorer with Connor McDavid. He still wasn't a marquee player. He just so happened to be able to get 20 goals a season. That's not superstar level that's not jake gensel getting 70 points a season with crosby and then getting like 20 points in nine or ten games in the playoffs with him yeah yeah so yeah while while tim's 100 right 100 right so this all this stuff everything the hawks have said is just smoke and mirrors i don't buy it for one second it's all gonna just we're going to have to see what the next few months come up with, but they're not going to get a – like we were talking about earlier with free agents, Rich, they're not going to go out and get a goalie. They're going to stand pat with this probably, and they're going to see what they can make of all their players. But if they really think that the solution through all this is just to stand pat and grow what they have, their, their crop right now sucks right now. Why, okay. do, you, why do you bring in the door off, though, if you won't get a goalie? Like, you guys are just going to get fucking shilled. Because in the middle of all of this, we're acting like there's a direction. There's not a direction. There's This, this letter tells us nothing. 
They say they want to be transparent with us. That's, that's What's the gonna part. They didn't. They didn't. They said that they're going to be transparent, and that was their big thing. And yet they didn't say a fucking thing in that letter. Like, you they're didn't not transparent at all. Anything. There was nothing that was said in that. I and I was reading all all day yesterday about Hawks fans just saying them saying uh, basically. I hope all these interviewers and all these podcasts all start calling out Stan for his bullshit. It was bullshit. It was bullshit. This meant nothing in the grand scheme of things. It didn't announce anything. And if in reality, like if you're looking at just the the Crawford and uh, Sod trades without even like looking at this letter, this open letter, would you even know the Hawks are in a rebuild? No, it's it sounds like a retool. But it sounds like what the Kings kind of had to do when they had Dowdy and Kobitar, and now they're getting all these. They literally say that this—that's what it's been for the last three years. Then, then oh, you know what? I'll, I'll put it this way. Then you said it just right there, Abs Rich. We're in a re, we're in a retool. We're not in a rebuild. We're in a retool, aren't Until, we? unless you trade a guy like Kane or a guy like Taze, probably both. You can't get rid of Kane and then expect Taze to be happy. You can't rid of, get rid of Taze and expect Kane to be happy. Those two both took the same type of contract, same contract. They are both leaving if one of them goes. Yeah, I agree. Hey, and listen, sometimes you got to rip the Band-Aid off and you have that fucking – the hair connected to that Band-Aid, it's going to sting. This one's really going to sting for the city because when I – you know, I still see Patrick Kane jerseys. I still see Taze jerseys, and I know people who only know those two guys that really don't know anything about the Blackhawks. When you get rid of both of them, that's going to be a fucking stinger. That's going to sting. Hey, Hawks, Tim, how, how excited are you uh, when Taze is traded, when uh, Kirby Doc gets the C on his jersey? No, it's not going to happen. I'll give you – I'll give him a calm answer, Rich. I'm, I'm capable of being calm with that kind of thing. I'll put it this way. I don't think Kirby's going to get a C anytime soon. I really, really don't. But at the same time, if he were to get a C anytime in this tenure, he's the captain of the Hawks. He's not my captain. I, I love my team, but I don't have to acknowledge Kirby Doc. I don't care. Look, I already yeah, said he has if a they switch. He, he I don't care. I don't care. In this scenario. Yeah, but I don't care. But, but he matter. Doc wouldn't be. They would. If you're really getting rid of Taze and Kane, you're not going to have a captain for probably a couple of years. And you shouldn't. You yeah. shouldn't. But it that, should be like, a situation like the one in Montreal and, and the one in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, that's well, a Toronto. Really you, you bring in like a, you bring in like a Andy Green, and then you name him captain. You know. I mean, Duncan Keith, uh, if he's still on the team, I think that's a great. He'll, he'll probably want to get out of there too if those two are gone. I know exactly. Well, I, no, I don't know. Um, well, let's put it this way. If you're if you're Brent Seabrook and all three of those guys get traded, do you not just be like, okay, I'll wait on NMC? Yeah, then no, it's like, not gonna work. Yeah. You're gonna actually what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna actually have to like terminate your own contract. I mean, by yeah, by that time though, he won't be movable at all. Like, no. Um, any no. more thoughts? I gotta I gotta get going. Any more thoughts? Said my piece. I've raised my voice enough. No, no, you you nailed it on the head with that. It's going to be interesting to hear these interviews uh, come out soon. Um, if anyone has I'm already working on the podcast. Interviews. 
I think some of them are dropping today and tomorrow. But uh, other than that, you can find us at Stuck Hockey on Twitter. You can find us at uh, Sports Buzzing on Twitter, Sports Buzzing on Facebook. You can find our blogs at uh, Uh We'll have some more pieces coming out soon. I, I'm pretty sure, Hawk Tim, you need to write a Bowman piece. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna start getting the, the wheels turning on a, uh, what the hell are we, um, piece pretty soon. Yeah, where are we? Um, so yep. basically, that's it. We'll join you again next week. Please uh, share the podcast. Tell people about the podcast. Um, we are uh, happy to see that we have listeners, and you know, whatever. Uh, we we thank you for coming and listening to us, guys. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Hawks fans, just keep staying accountable. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, to all to all the wonderful fans, I apologize. I, I missed a large chunk of this episode. Uh, I had a work meeting. Go much later. No, nah, you, you didn't. You didn't miss much. We just got into some of the names. But all right. Anyways, I gotta get going. I'll see you guys later. See you fans next week. <laughs>